It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. Today, music legend David Crosby passed away at 81. Known for the birds, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and his solo career filled with many collaborations. His family said he'd faced a long illness, but no cause of death was given. David was our guest in 2016 when he did a rare solo appearance at the Blue Note Hawaii, and we were very lucky to record this conversation, which we'll archive for you online at hawaiipublicradio.org slash roadstories as we share highlights to remember our time with David Crosby. Hi, how are you? Thank you very much. I have to tell you, I'm a big fan of NPR. I, I listen to two things, really, on the radio. I listen to NPR and I listen to BBC, and that's pretty much where I get all my news. Well, that's a great thing. It's wonderful to have you home, so to speak. And, uh, you know, when I was thinking about your life, working with your son James, including on your most recent release, Cross, must be a particularly rewarding experience. I don't have kids, but when I think about what you guys do together, can you share some highlights of that? Oh, man. It's so good. In the first place, he's a really nice guy. But if anybody ever tells you that the music thing isn't genetic, you tell him to come talk to me. Because <laughs> he was a musician already for like 15, 20 years before he found out that I was his dad. When we met, you know, you can't track from the parents down. You can only track from the kid up. So I knew he existed, but I couldn't go find him. Right. But he could find me, and he did. And those meetups usually don't go all that well, but he didn't bring the usual baggage. He gave me a, a clean slate and a chance to earn my way into his life, and that was a joy. And he and I write really well together. We kind of know where the other one's going. It's just brilliant. It's a, it's an, an immensely emotionally and artistically satisfying thing on every level. It's just wonderful. I can imagine. It sounds very special. And in an interesting way, sort of, going all the way back, uh, looking at your drive and interest in performing it started in school yourself your brief college days and at the same time kind of look at how you may have been influenced at a young age any impact your own father's cinematographer career had on your drive to be a performer well you know he i thought i wanted to be in movies i thought i wanted to be a, a movie actor because uh, my dad you know made films and i was around them making films and i thought wow that's pretty great and girls like it if you've been in a movie and uh <laughs> Then I started singing and that was it. As soon as I started singing professionally in coffee houses, I was completely lost. I knew that I was supposed to be doing that and it was all I wanted to do. What sticks out as a critical development when you talk about that period precisely between like your first solo session, let's say in 63, and forming the birds? What stands out is that uh, I didn't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I had not the biggest clue what I was doing. But I knew that I wanted to write songs, and that happened pretty quickly, actually. I was pretty much uh, amazed at how that started right up, right at the beginning. They weren't good songs, but I did start writing songs pretty much right away, and that foretold of a long and happy career of writing songs, which at my age, most people have sort of petered out. They don't feel like writing, either because they think they've said all they've got to say, or they just get lazy, or they just try to punch out a copy of the last hit. Either way, they kind of don't do the same kind of writing that they did when they were young. And for some reason, I'm not trying to brag here, I'm I'm standing kind of on the sidelines watching it happen and being stunned. I've had the longest, densest period of writing for the last two years that I think I've ever had. I've got two solo albums in the can. Right. Done just recently. Wow. Done over the last couple of months. 
because they come when they come and you pay attention and and work on them. But two albums worth is a little much. It's like 18 songs. You know, my life's pretty wonderful. I'm, I'm sitting here, now mind you, this is all tinged by the fact that I'm sitting here on a porch looking out at Hanalei Bay. Oh, <laughs> you're right here in the, <laughs> in the islands already. Look at you, brother. Oh, yeah, and it is, it is totally wonderful. That's good stuff. And, you know, on that, in interviewing artists over a number of years here in the islands, uh, your sailing days have been brought up by other people who have mentioned hanging out with you, either in Lahaina or different locations. Are there memories about the state and perhaps the sailing that, that come to mind that embody your love of the islands? Yeah, I sailed here. Most people fly here. I sailed here from Mexico, 3,000 miles uh, in a schooner uh, before they had uh, satellite navigation or anything, did it with the sextant and tables, old school. And I uh, got here and just totally fell in love with the islands. I had been here before to play, but I hadn't really seen what they were like or been in the water or really got the vibe. And uh, I hung out in Maui at Mala Wharf. I was at anchor there for a long time, and then finally got a slot inside at the harbor, and uh, and I loved it. I spent a lot of time up in uh, Kula visiting various herbal specialists, and uh, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> that was a good a good euphemism, don't you think? I love it. Very well said. And uh, they should make it legal here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, then I uh, I. I uh, Later on, got turned on to the Big Island. Last of all, got turned on to Kauai, and it's it's the one for me. Love it. I, I I love them all. I love visiting Honolulu. I love everywhere in this in the state. Did you sail this last time, or did you come on a plane? Oh no, we flew this time. Okay, yeah, you can't always sail. You've done it, and it's no. been there, done that, sort of the thing. Yeah, sailing around the islands is fun, but you got to understand that when you get out in between the islands, you're in the Pacific Ocean. In the middle. <laughs> yep. Especially Kauai and the rest of the chain, as you say. Oh, oh yeah. It gets large out there in the slot. I remember in, being in the Ali Nui Haha going uh, across the Big Island and having, like, the, the, the rain was blowing so hard in the wind that we had to wear dive masks to look to windward because it, it hit you in the eye too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious out there in the channel. Yeah, it can be, and uh, we especially when we have our small craft advisories. <laughs> oh yeah, there's they're very serious small craft advisories exactly. here. You got to take them very much to heart. There you go, brother. Man, I love the people. I love the vibe. I love being in the water. I just love it, man. We go in the water and we spend hours in there, and we come out and lay on the sand until we get all warm, too warm, and then we go back in the water. It's very healthy. We just finished walking down to the pier. And we do that every morning, have a cup of coffee, and then walk to the pier and then come back and make breakfast. That little uh, stream there is a great one to kayak in, too, when you talk about the therapeutic value of everything, the one that ends up right there in the bay. Oh, yeah. That's really fun thing to do. We've been we've been up there. Been over here so many times, man. I love it. I, I could live here. Not not a problem. I could live here easy. you got the best food in the world, fresh fish and fresh vegetables at the farmer's market. Can't beat that. No, you can't. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing, nothing like it anywhere. You know who told me an interesting story when I had Melissa Etheridge on? I believe she said that you guys, they, there was a connection here. I think it was on Kauai when, when you did your, your formative uh, uh, contribution to her life, so to speak. Yeah, it was right here where I'm sitting right now. Amazing. I'm sitting at the exact spot. 
(laughs) (laughs) She saw our kid, Django, and he was a spectacular little guy. And she said, oh, man, how do you get one of those? And Jan pointed at me. My wife volunteered me for the job which I thought was very generous of her and very sweet. That's super cool, man, and a very special thing. You're a very special guy, and and I've been privileged to see you a number of times in concert. And it made me think when I was thinking about your your, uh, storied history, all the places you've been, uh, it made me think of venues in particular, the various Fillmore's, Winterland. You've been at JFK Stadium for Live Aid. I even took my mom to see you at the Man Music Center in Philadelphia, 1990. Uh, and I remember the Man Music Center. <laughs> that was that was a good venue. I like that place. My my favorite is uh, is Red Rocks <sighs> in Colorado, and my second favorite would probably be the Santa Barbara Bowl, and my third would probably be SPAC, the uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Yep, know that one. Been there too. Saw the Allman oh. Brothers there. Oh, good night. Um, so, what island do you want? Are you on Honolulu? Yeah, right in Honolulu. Oh, God. Two of those little red-headed cardinals just flew right in and landed on the <laughs> chair right in front of me. <laughs> Bless you on your trip over to Honolulu. It's David Crosby. Hope you had fun talking today, David. Thanks, man. I did. Almost cut my hair. Just the other day It's getting kind of long I could have said it was in my way
myself together I'm gonna get down in that sunny southern weather 